Welcome to the Be Yourself at Work cast with me, Liz Villani, the founder of the movement Be Yourself at Work. In this podcast, we're going to focus totally on confidence. The vast majority of us can wobble and struggle with our inner confidence. And that can obviously be obvious. Oh, start again, take three, four, whatever it is. Welcome to the Be Yourself at Work cast with me, Liz Villani, the founder of the Be Yourself at Work movement. In this podcast, we're going to focus totally on confidence. It's something that can elude the vast majority of us. Um, We can also take five. Take five. Confidence, Be Yourself at Work cast. Welcome to the Be Yourself at Work cast. With me, Liz Villani, the founder of Be Yourself at Work. What I really want to do in this podcast is focus on confidence, explore the dynamics of it, and what most of us can struggle with when we think about the wobble, the inner kind of world that we have, the self-doubt, the imposter syndrome, the worrying what people think of us, the overthinking, the over-worrying, the self-consciousness. So much of it is there to talk about. There are lots that we can do around focusing on confidence within ourselves. I'm going to start again, take six. <sighs> take six, be yourself at work cast, confidence. Welcome to the Be Yourself at Work cast with me, Liz Villani, the founder of the Be Yourself at Work movement. In this podcast, we're going to focus solely on confidence, building confidence, growing our confidence, understanding the challenges of confidence, and also some tips and tricks and the journey of confidence to help you to really nail being you confidently. Lots of research shows that being yourself at work comes hand in hand with the confidence to do so. And the survey, the Be Yourself at Work survey that we ran back in 2019, 2020, that we're now repeating, highlighted so many of the challenges as facts for all of us at work. Confidence is something that you can work on every day. In fact, it does take work every day, but it's not something that can take time. The best way to think about growing your confidence is to think about it and kind of bring it into your life constantly. It's a journey. We're human beings. Most of us worry about what people think about us. And that's quite normal. It's quite natural. We're also programmed, obviously, with adrenaline and and fight or flight that mean that we're almost guarded against challenges within our world. For those of us who've had challenging upbringings, confidence can be even more of a challenge as we don't feel like we fit in. If we haven't had a great education, we can feel like we're not confident or as intelligent as other people. But all of these things can be worked upon. At Be Yourself at Work, we talk about feeling able and confident to be you. So confidence is super important as a topic when we think about being ourselves at work, which is the best person that we can be. But as I've shared, so many of us can really be challenged with confidence. So let's share some of the facts from the last Be Yourself at Work survey, which we ran back in 2019 and 2020. We're now running it again. You can email movement at beyourselfatwork.com to get your link um, to the survey. So the challenge with confidence is that often it's a, a, a kind of secret world that we hold within us. 
we often think that it's just us that has this negative inner critical voice but actually it's 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 virtually all of us and so if we can break that sort of spell and realize that everybody around us is struggling in elements with their confidence it helps us to talk to share to work on it to make it more part of our daily life and routine to grow it so let's have a look at some of the facts from the last survey the survey showed fact 60% of us over actually 67% of us make things about us when they when things don't go according to plan. So if something doesn't work, we can feel sensitive, we can feel defensive, we can feel hurt. And so naturally our inclination is to question ourselves when actually things don't always go according to plan. The actual fact as well that we don't necessarily think about confidence is a major challenge. The survey highlighted that just 4% of us are consciously building ourselves up through positive self-talk regularly. We kind of distract ourselves. We kind of don't want to go there in our own inner world, despite often that inner critic constantly challenging our you know, sense of self or our abilities or whether people like us or whether we're going to succeed or whether we're good enough in some way. So placing confidence as a topic within our own development, our own world, you know, core and centre consciously can really help us. So that's why I want to set out on this journey with you in this podcast today. Most of us aren't good at actually building ourselves up. Not only do we kind of, you know, think that, you know, we shouldn't even go there. We actually try and distract ourselves, as I've just shared. 61% of us only can actually accept a a compliment. So even when people tell us, that we're great or we're good enough or we've done well or we're brilliant or a great friend, you know, the majority of us will just kind of bat that off um, and always kind of imagine that people are making it up. So there's something about modesty. There's something about not wanting to focus or face our challenges around confidence. But there's also something around accepting that actually we we are good. We are good people as well. Um, Even when people tell us we are, we'd have a tendency to just kind of not want to go there and not accept it, um, which is a real challenge. The the core emphasis that I'd like to discuss, first of all, when it comes to confidence, is one single simple word, choice. We can choose to be confident or we can choose not to be confident. And actually, there is a huge amount of power in that choice. A lot of us choose not to be confident because it's easier. Now, I'm challenging you in this podcast on that, and I know that, but sometimes it is easier not to be confident because if we're not confident, we can kind of hold ourselves back. We can can kind of decide not to do something or not be brave or not say what we think or not go for that job um, or not kind of put ourselves forward for that, you know, that presentation or that project. And we can stay within our comfort zone. It's a safe space. So I get it. You know, deciding not to actually choose to be confident has all kinds of benefits. But actually, most of those benefits are very short term. Um, And the more we hold ourselves back and question ourselves and our abilities and, and, and this affects our confidence, actually, what we find is that more unhappy we become. So 
being brave, having that sense of confidence, working on developing it will all move you forward in your career. So choice, a single word, a simple decision is something that we all have the power to do. Do you choose to be confident in this moment or do you choose not to be confident in this moment? Either way, recognize first of all that you have a choice. If you choose to be confident, it doesn't always mean that you feel it. (laughs) Certainly straight away, you might not feel confident because you've just gone, A, you know, even simply through that that choice decision, um, you know, which makes you question whether you're confident or not, doesn't it? But if you choose to be confident and then get going on whatever it is, you know, whether it's a meeting, a conversation, a challenge, just even the beginning of your day every morning, I choose to be confident today is something that you can affirm to yourself that just sets you on that right track. There's a couple of things then that we can work on. The first is our inner conversation with ourselves. The second is how much we rely on what happens in our days or other people for our confidence. So we call this an external confidence strategy. And then the third thing that I want to really focus on is is deciding actually to make changes to our routines and our lives and our working practices to really embed confidence over time. All of it is a lot easier than you think. And I promise you that having worked with hundreds of people, probably thousands of people with this message over the last decade, choose to be confident and then let me help you do the rest. So let's have a look then at inner confidence, first of all. As I've already shared, the vast majority of us have a very low, positive level of conversation with ourselves. In fact, in the last Be Yourself at Work survey that we ran, uh, we we actually cut the data by uh, men and women. And really, really fascinating, one of the facts that came out is that 70% of men surveyed don't talk to themselves positively. I'll say that again. 70% of men surveyed don't talk to themselves positively. That is huge, okay? Men, in fact, are 22% more critical of themselves in their inner conversations than women. They're more confident, though, and, you know, they're they're less likely um, to compare themselves to other people. Women are much more likely Um, to compare themselves uh, to others. So that's a real challenge. You know, the women, in fact, 21% more likely to unfavorably compare themselves to other people. We can feel imposter syndrome. We can be sensitive, as I've shared, when things don't go according to plan. And our confidence, therefore, can fluctuate throughout the days. Um, You know, and, and actually not feeling confident can really be a challenge. And the first thing to look at is is how we talk to ourselves. Most of us wouldn't talk to our best friends the way we talk to ourselves. You know, if somebody in your life or your work, you know, whatever comes to you um, with a challenge or a problem, you know, where they're doubting themselves, what do you do? You build them up. You know, you point out all the things that they do well. You ask them questions. You coach them probably without it kind of being a formal coaching arrangement. You certainly wouldn't say, oh, yes, you've actually, you're absolutely right. You're actually rubbish at that. And, you know, you really haven't got confidence and you shouldn't have confidence in yourself. You wouldn't dream of doing that. 
Um, so, you know, talking to yourself in the same way that you talk to others and build others up is a great start once you've chosen to have confidence. Secondly, I want to talk about within a confidence is start to listen to how you talk to yourself. So most of us are unaware of the inner dialogue that we have, but it's there. One of the things that we do in our development is get people to just be more conscious of what they're saying to themselves. You know, what are they telling themselves? What language are they using? Is it positive or is it negative? For the vast majority of us, as the the facts and research show, it's negative most of the time. Okay, so being aware is the first step to shifting that inner conversation from negative to positive. Once you've spent some time being more aware of it, start to challenge yourself on the negatives. Start to swap out negatives for positives. Point out to yourself, if you write it down or you tell a friend or a colleague or you tell yourself, this is what went well there. This is what I think I could do better, okay? But actually, I did X, Y, and Z. I said this, I felt that, I actioned this, okay? So you're starting to consciously um, shift your inner dialogue from negative to positive. Notice how critical you are of other people in your inner world. We find a direct correlation between levels of imposter syndrome being high and people being silently or non-silently critical of other people. How judgmental are you? Now, this is is quite a a hot topic, isn't it? It's not something that we really want to, to explore probably, but we can actually be quite critical of our world and our environment and and the people around us. And like I said, we found a direct correlation between that kind of behavior or thought and feeling and your own inner challenges to yourself. So stop judging others, okay? If you can force yourself to not judge, it doesn't mean that you run around telling everyone how great they are when they're not, but perhaps reduce some of that criticism that's often actually you've not chosen to do it it's just it's just happening and almost unconsciously Um, and actually your inner dialogue will change the other thing to help you with your inner confidence as along with kind of noticing it recognizing it monitoring it shifting it to positive um, reducing judgment of others will help you to reduce judgment of yourself is to choose what you let into your consciousness. So how much negativity is in your world? And the levels of negativity that you you have, whether it's watching very negative news or indulging in negative gossip or behavior or just bonding with people on negative subjects or topics or conversations um, can really affect uh, the inner environment that you have the more positive influence you have in your world, the better, okay? So even if it's in your car, you know, a sad song comes on or some kind of negative news item, switch over, you know, unless it's something that you're really interested in or you really want to know, you know, you'll make the decision. Do you actually want a negative drop in your bucket or would you rather have a positive one? Um, And make that choice. 
the real emphasis um, that I want to make on the inner critic, on your inner self-confidence and that inner voice is that you have so much more power than you think to switch your inner voice to positive. Nobody can force you to be negative. No one can force you to feel levels of self-doubt, okay? Only you can choose what you tell yourself, but you have to be conscious. You have to monitor it. It has to be done daily. And it really helps to not judge others um, and also to have a positive environment and choose to have positive influences within your world. So I hope that's, that's a good start to get that inner world moving. The second thing I wanted to look at in this podcast um, is our reliance on the external environment. So the influences outside of ourselves um, and to, to fuel our confidence. The vast majority of us do rely um, on recognition, on reward, on people liking us, on people laughing at our jokes, whatever it happens to be um, for our confidence. And the challenge with that is that if we rely on things external to ourselves, things that, are, that you know, come from others or an environment that we're in, um, our work, you know, being great and accepted and published or whatever, for example, that's out of our control. And if it's out of our control, then we are going to potentially wobble. We are going to have inconsistency in our confidence levels. And that's all going to stop us being our best selves. So the Be Yourself at Work survey showed fact that there are several strategies that the vast majority of us use that are external to us to drive our confidence. The first one I want to talk about briefly is being listened to. We really want to be heard as human beings. 96% sorry, of those surveyed in, in the Be Yourself at Work, last, the first survey, last survey, shared that being listened to is a very, very important strategy to boost their own confidence at work. Okay? We want to be heard. But being listened to actually is completely external to us. Um, and actually, sometimes in our worlds at work, we're all too busy to listen at the level that we want to or we need to to other people. We also tend to rely on feeling in control. And actually, you know, we're in a world of change. You know, it's, it's highly unlikely that you'll feel in control every minute of your day, of your shift, your world at work. 89% of us rely on feeling in control, like I shared. Being trusted, 97% of us rely on being trusted. We also want autonomy. We love autonomy. 93% of us use autonomy as a key strategy to boost our confidence. Being left alone. And yet, in the world of work, we will talk about belonging and inclusion and being connected and being a team. So what if what is that? We, we want to be included, but we also want to be autonomous. In other words, we don't want to be told what to do. We don't want to be micromanaged. Um, but in the world of work, often we need to learn. We need to have people make decisions. Um, you know, we often need to compromise our own thoughts and opinions. So challenge yourself. What are your confidence strategies? What do you use to boost your own confidence at work? And ask yourself, is this external to me? In other words, you know, it's not in my control. Or is it internal? Is this something that I can actually control? 
So, you know, one of the things that you can control is your inner conversation, which you've already talked about, and also your level of self-belief. You can choose to put yourself down or you can choose to, you know, pull yourself up if you like, you know, but you do actually have a choice and it's recognising that you have that choice that's just so important for as long as you rely on things externally um, for your confidence, it's it's always going to be a challenge. And on that point, I just want to talk about feedback quickly, um, because one of the top confidence strategies is recognition. Uh, and the world teaches its leaders and its managers um, to recognise others with feedback. And I want to try and rip this apart a little bit. Um, and, and, and why do I want to do that? We already know that we can't take a compliment, the vast majority of us. We also know that our resilience levels can actually go down if we rely on feedback from other people. So it's a flawed strategy. So if you're running a leadership programme or a management programme, or you are in the world of work as a leader or a manager and you have people around you, or you work with other people, not just on your own, uh, you know, so so you have interactions throughout your day, switch the way you give feedback to drive resilience in others. How? If you're going to give feedback, always ask questions first, okay? Always. So if you just tell somebody, oh, you've done a great job there, A, they're probably going to bat it off. B, you're building their external recognition strategy and their resilience will, in fact, probably go down or not be maintained at least. If instead you said to them, what about that was a good job, okay? What is it that has just happened there? You're actually giving them the chance to recognise themselves. Well, I think this went well. I think that went well. I think that could have gone better. That person has then got the power, which you've granted them as a gift, to be able to have a positive inner and outer conversation with themselves that will build that confidence. And over time, that confidence will get stronger and stronger and stronger. That resilience will get stronger. So instead of telling somebody, um, you know, a piece of feedback just like that, switch it round. Ask them a question first. What went well? What is it that you're proud of as part of that session or that project? And make them tell you or write it down or reflect and come back to you. And what will happen is you'll be building their confidence. So how to embed confidence over time? First of all, as I've already shared, it's about accepting that this is a part of life. It's a part of being human and it's a part of our work lives. Confidence is something that requires daily focus and concentration. But there are things that you can do um, to really build a habit that will drive your confidence long term over time. Many of the things that I've talked about already in this podcast will help that inner confidence, that that non-reliance on things around you. But then it's really about setting up rhythms and routines to help you to develop your confidence over time. Have a confidence ritual. So first thing in your day or at the beginning of your shift, you know, have a focus on choosing confidence. You know, there might be things that, you know, happen within your world um, that you by your inner world, if you like, not your external environment or people that drive your confidence. 
Recognize what goes well because of you and choose to do that. Make notes of top three things that have gone really well today because of you, because of what you've done. Maybe it's three things that you've learned that you're grateful for. A daily routine and rhythm will really help. The second thing is build time in to reflect. Most of us don't have a strong relationship with ourselves, not just that criticism of ourselves, but also we don't spend very much time on our own with ourselves. We tend to distract ourselves. So in the car, we'll put the radio on, we go home, put television on, whatever. Steal away even the tiniest moments um, to be with you. Have a conversation with yourself. Choose for it to be a positive one. Even if it's a minute every day, it will really drive your confidence, okay? So I hope that's been useful um, and that the Be Yourself at Work cast on confidence has made you think and made you reflect because actually being confident will help you to be you. You've got to believe that you are good enough in order to choose to be yourself at work. And we know that positivity and happiness can be improved by up to 88% when people can be and feel their authentic selves at work. So go and be you. Mm-hmm.